While I was still a seminarian, I had gone to a, a local church in downtown D.C., and a newly ordained deacon had the horrible task of preaching on Trinity Sunday. And I felt sorry for him, knowing all too well that my day was coming to preach on something that the church says it's a mystery, but nonetheless requires us to explain it. Knowing all too well, you can't. Well, the deacon gave it his best shot, but he quickly got himself bogged down with all these quotes from the church fathers that unfortunately required about as much time to explain as the Trinity did. All, and I must, and I suspect most especially the deacon, were relieved when the 25-minute sermon ended. This is not going to be a 25-minute sermon. I would like to suggest that the mystery of the Trinity is yet another manifestation of divine love for man. A divine love that calls man into a relationship with God, to intimacy with God, to share the love God has within his being, and through that love, to be drawn into relationship and intimacy with each other. God is one. He is complete, entire, whole within his being. And as I said last weekend, he does not need what he creates, as is the case among the pagan gods and their mythologies, which means our God does not create out of necessity, but what? Out of nothing but love. And he desires to share his love. While God is one and indivisible, the scriptures reveal he is not solitary, but, if you will, a communion of persons bound together in that one undivided love that is God's nature, with each sharing an unhindered, unfettered intimacy with the other. Now, as impossible as it is to wrap our minds around this, if you think about it, it makes perfect sense if we consider what the nature of love is. That genuine love is never solitary. Love is always relational. Love does not move toward oneself, but opens oneself to the others as gift, gives to the other the self as gift, receives the other into the self as gift. It is this spiritual truth that lies at the heart of a genuine loving marriage. It is what binds true friends together. It is why the church has consistently taught that the love of the Father, Son, and Holy Spirit that eternally are shared within each other should be the model of love that we should strive to imitate with one another. Now, how is that even possible? Well, look for a moment at our risen Lord's commandment to his disciples, even those who still harbored doubts. By the way, our translation is incorrect. They said they still doubted. It doesn't say that. The Greek says some doubted. He said to all of them, go therefore 
and make disciples of all nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit. It is then the grace of our baptism that empowers us to receive the love of the one who is Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. It is the grace of our baptism that allows us to love the one who is Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. It is the grace of our baptism that allows us, empowers us to love the other and to be loved by the other. All that, by the way, is implied when we dip our fingers in the holy water and we make the sign of the cross. Although I doubt we ever think about it. Now, how can this be true? The moment we were baptized, be it in a Catholic or an Orthodox church or a mainline Protestant church, we were immersed in the death, the burial, and the resurrection of Jesus Christ. We were forever marked as an adopted son or daughter of his father, who we can now call our father. We were infused with his divine life and his divine love. Just as important, our very being was configured to receive this divine love and share this love with others. The command then to baptize all the nations was not to impose a religion on the world as some so ignorantly assert, but to make available to all peoples, of all cultures, of all traditions, this access to divine intimacy. And through that intimacy, intimacy with others, which the many barriers created by our fallen nature would otherwise prevent. Well, there is no possible way for the human mind to comprehend this love shared in the very being of the one God who is Father, Son, and Holy Spirit, we are in our baptism given the grace to be immersed in that love, receive that divine love, empowered to grow in that love and share it. And the human person most glorifies God when he or she cooperates with those graces. <laughs>